This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up? Good morning. It's Friday, June 26th. You're listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. I'm going to assume that you have seen what's going on at West Virginia this week in which sophomore defensive back Kerry Martin Jr. called out defensive coordinator Vic Honing over Twitter, saying that the program needs to change and alleging a series of inappropriate and problematic comments and behaviors by Koning, saying he called him a retard, saying he pushed the Bible on him, saying he um, you know, had insensitive remarks regarding politics, police brutality, and racism in the last few weeks. Those comments went viral, and West Virginia placed Koning on administrative leave while it investigates everything. Koning has since apologized said he spent the last 30 years of his life trying to teach young men and that he's always tried to see things from their perspective too, but that he's not perfect and that he's learning and, and he thinks this might be an opportunity for him to listen and to learn. But he also says that he is not the person that many on social media have painted him out to be. We do not know yet what's going to happen here. Uh, that apology was on Wednesday. Neil Brown hasn't made anything definitive yet but again paid administrative leave we saw this at Iowa with strength and conditioning coach Chris Doyle and he eventually got the boot although what was different there was a swarm of former Hawkeyes came out against how Doyle ran that weight room whereas this seems to be be maybe more of an isolated incident with Kaning. I thought it's such a complicated issue and it's you know something that I think needs discussion so I, th- I think the move today is to play several minutes of a conversation over on the Country Roads Confidential podcast, which is 24-7 Sports West Virginia podcast, which is 24-7 Sports' West Virginia podcast. It's going to be a, a conversation between our writers over there, Mike Kazaza and Chris Anderson. Give it a listen. They recorded on June 23rd, so it's been a few days. Not too much has changed other than the Conan apology which took place after their conversation. Hope you enjoy it. It's an interesting conversation between two people who cover the program. So once again, I'm going to play it for you right here. It's Mike Kazaza and Chris Anderson. Enjoy, and we'll see you on Monday for the next edition of the College Football Daily. So let's unravel the, um, the two tweets, a couple of screenshots from, uh, I believe it's the Notes app perhaps on his iPhone. Keep that in mind. This is how people communicate these days. But it goes back to first mentioning uh, an incident with Tariq Pitts, a former safety who left West Virginia and was immediately eligible at Marshall. Goes to a situation where Koenig visited his high school coach and the high school coach relayed that it was his impression that Koenig was a, quote, slave master. Goes on to uh, a derogatory term that Koenig was alleged to have used of Martin. Um, in response to a mistake that Martin made in practice, and Martin had a, a personal experience with that and some some family members that 
he took offense to that. Um, another comment um, after a walkthrough where Koenig allegedly said, everybody get in the house and upstairs to the meeting. And Martin's interpretation there was that the players were being treated as property. Goes on to a later incident where Koenig allegedly said that President Trump should build the wall and keep the Hispanics out of the country. And then some more religious experiences where Martin says that he had actually had a religious conversion and that Koenig provided uh, a Bible, some scriptures, a book to try to turn him or at least make him reconsider or consider Christianity. And I guess the straw that broke Martin's back here, so to speak, where it was just too much for him to bear anymore was on Monday where Koenig allegedly said that if people don't want to get tear gassed or pushed back by the police and they shouldn't be outside protesting, if you paid any attention to the news lately, athletes at West Virginia around the country, around the world, have been protesting and have been outspoken about um, racial and police injustice. And um, that's probably going to be an especially sensitive issue here. It's a lot. Um, it's a number of instances that range from language to opinions, politics, society, um, and just a general sensitivity and sensitivity and a personal interpretation of everything there, too. It's broad. It's obviously built up over a long, long time. What are we talking about here? This is a big deal. I think the argument is going to be how big of a deal is this? Yeah, and I think that's where the other people's input, the other witnesses that will be there, because uh, the the comments about the Hispanics in the wall were allegedly said during a team meeting. Uh, so other players will be there. Um, the other with a Hispanic will, person in the room, correct. And the other part about uh, the protesters and the tear gassing and everything that was also apparently in a team meeting with a graduate assistant coach becoming involved in the situation, which. Um, uh, Martin shared that conversation by text with screenshots on social media as well in the second tweet. Um, <laughs> and so those situations will get clear, but I, I it, it's like you said, it's, it's a lot to unpack, uh, unpack. And for me personally, I feel like we just have a wide range. You're getting a lot of different responses from people you're seeing on, on Twitter and on the message board because of these different incidents, there seems to be a wide range of, of what they are or how uh, bad, I guess, you want to interpret them. Because for me, something like the comment about go inside and go upstairs in the meeting, I, I don't think much of it. And as, you know, as a white man, maybe I don't understand. It doesn't have the same impact on me. Maybe it means something different. But I don't get that one. The uh, derogatory term... Uh, for those uh, unaware, mentally, I don't say mentally retarded, but called him retarded. That's obviously wildly insensitive. And then you get to the other stuff. I, I just, for me personally, I don't think, uh, I don't believe a person of an authority, a person like a coach, should be pushing on players their religion and and making decisions and making comments like that or or that kind of stuff. And and if you are, again, it's not a First Amendment thing. You're going to make those, and you got to be ready for the consequences. And, and these are the consequences in this situation, and, and you have to deal with them. The College Football Daily will be right back. 
you can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. You may remember, for our listeners, you may remember me on this very podcast a week ago discussing the Mike Gundy and Shuba Hubbard situation and saying I didn't like it because Hubbard just went straight to Twitter. And there's a key distinction to be made here. And no, the distinction is not, uh, this is a WVU guy, you're a homer. No, it's not it. It is that all indications were that Hubbard took his concerns straight to Twitter, bypassed the conversation, any kind of mediation, straight to Twitter. If we're to believe what Martin has said in his tweets about how everything went down, and I have, again, not in the room, I don't know, I'm going to assume it's true at this point, but or at least partially true or how he views it as true is that he went to Neil Brown. He says, he says he had meetings with him. We have seen conversations between him and a graduate assistant. And he said he's spoken with uh, Vic Koning. So again, if you can't get through there and then you go to Twitter, that's different for me. And that is fine. Cause if they're not listening, if you have taken this to the people and uh, to the higher ups, to the appropriate uh, not authorities, but your coaches, the people who are responsible for the program and, and it's nothing's being done or your voice is not being heard. I have no issue with you then turning to social media like Kerry Martin did. Um, Mike, you all caught up on what I, I witnessed or read while you were talking just a second ago. I really wish we had said, read this before we started. Um, <laughs> but yes, Tom, We've had Tom on the podcast before. He's very plugged in, very cordial with the coaches down there in that part of the state. He covered the high school beat for a long time and was in contact regularly. He knows uh, Capitol High football coach John Carpenter. He is the one who Martin alleges called um, called Koenig a, a slave, had a slave owner mentality. Um, that is highly disputed right now. Carpenter says that that never happened. Uh, he is shocked by the allegation. And if he knew that this was going on, if he knew this was coming from Martin, he would have been up there throwing rocks through windows that, as far as he knows, Koenig has um, called five or six times to make sure that Martin's okay and is being fed during the pandemic. Can't believe it. Doesn't want to believe it. Shocked, I think, is the word that he uses. And then quickly, Kerry Martin fires back and says that his side of the story is 100% true. Coach Vic did visit me in Charleston to bring me food. And as I said in my essential post, he has done good by me and he is not a bad person, but his thoughts and beliefs are misled. Um, <laughs> this is interesting. Um, he says that it actually happened, um, that he had the conversation with his high school coach and that the high school coach told him that um, slave owner, slave mentality was, was the word used. But yes, he does agree that does agree that Koenig is a good person and has watched out for him. Um it does not solve anything here. It probably weakens Martin's argument a little bit, which he also did on Twitter, perhaps later in the day um, after his initial argument by saying that um, he's not going to talk anymore about this. He's not doing interviews. Um, it wasn't a personal thing. It was just something he had to take care of. It kind of stops being a personal thing. You make it as publicly as he did. But uh, another development here too. And perhaps this is where, um, 
it's a tug of war right now. And this is perhaps where the ribbon in the middle starts to go toward one side when you start to do some reporting and some digging and you start to get some anecdotes and some evidence out there that kind of leads you one way or the other. So. Well, I will keep my ear on um, any events here. I think we've handled ourselves well, Chris. Um, no take backs here. No, no take backs here either. Let's wrap it up. That's all for this time. Until next time, I'm Mike Casaza. And I'm Chris Anderson. We'll talk to you later.